Hello everyone, uh, this is Alistair and uh, I've been asked to share the message today. Um, I've entitled it First Love, Revelations 2 verse 4. Yet I hold this against you, you have forsaken the love you had at first. Sorry, this is quite a hard verse to open with, but I know for myself it has been true at different times in my life, and it can creep in in such subtle ways. A little less time each day to spend praying or studying God's Word. Less desire to get up on a Sunday and go to church when there seemed to be a whole list of other things to do around the house. To spare the time to help that elderly neighbour who you know would just love you to come around and to talk and help with some tidying up. The first love has lessened in our personal walk with Christ. Our, per our corporate walk with Christ and our desire to put Christ's love for us into action. I want to make this clear. We haven't stopped praying. We haven't stopped meeting other Christians. We haven't stopped trying to help others. But it is all just a bit less, and done with a bit less enthusiasm than it was six months ago. Do you know that feeling? Let's read the whole passage uh, together to put this one verse into some context. Revelations 2, verses 1 to 7. To the angel of the church in Ephesus write, These are the words of him who holds the seven stars in his right hand and walks among the seven golden lampstands. I know your deeds, your hard work and your perseverance. I know that you, can toler you cannot tolerate wicked people, that you have tested those who claim to be apostles but are not, and have found them to be false. You have persevered and have endured hardships for my name and have not grown weary. Verse 4. Yet I hold this against you. You have forsaken the love you had at first. Consider how far you have fallen. Repent and do the things you did at first. If you do not repent, I will come and remove to you and remove your lampstand from its place. But you have this in your favour. You hate the practices of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. Whoever has ears, let them hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To the one who is victorious, I will give the right to eat from the tree of life, which is in the paradise of God. When we start something new, we often have so much enthusiasm, partly because it is new, and partly because it involves so many different experiences and feelings. Of course, for those of us who are married, we can think back to the time when we first met and the butterflies entered our hearts and the stars were circling in our eyes. Okay, I'm no poet, but I think you know what I mean. Everything was so wonderful, beyond belief, and we wonder how things could ever change. The wedding vows are said. Little feet are heard scuttling around the house. Expenses mount. The lid is left off the toothpaste tube. Two shoes are not removed before coming into the house. Elderly parents need to be helped. And the wonder of that first love seems to fade. What seems to be so easy and natural five to ten years ago now seems to be such hard work. For those of you who are not married, I think a similar experience can be had when taking up a musical instrument or playing sport to blow the first note to hit the first ball, to play the first tune, to score the first goal, 
to take the first exam, to win the first cup, to have practiced every evening, every weekend, again and again and again. Some of that first joy is lessened and has to be replaced with grim determination. Hard work, determination, these are not anti-first love but a part of the maturing of the initial feelings into something that is growing towards its fullness. The united family, the ability to play an instrument with freedom, the chance to be part of the winning team, and all can bring such joy to others. And this is exactly what is described as happening to the Ephesians in our passage. Revelations 2 and verse 2 I know your deeds, your hard work and your perseverance. For first love to mature, it requires action, hard work, and perseverance. And this is true for our Christian life, our love of Christ, as well as for other, thing, other things in our life which we love and want to excel in. I think Revelations 2 verse 3 is relevant and useful in this thinking. Revelations 2 and verse 3 says, You have persevered and have endured hardships for my name, and have not grown weary. The reality is that the love of someone or something will certainly mean that we need perseverance, but it will often mean that we need to endure hardships for the sake of that love. Missing the Arsenal-Liverpool match because our daughter has to play as a play at school. Not going out with friends tonight because of the need to just practice that piece of, for the worship group on Sunday. Missing that extra 15 minutes of much needed sleep in the morning so that I can read the Bible and pray. You might have very different issues, or perhaps no issues at all, but, like the Ephesian church, we are encouraged not to grow weary. The first love is such a precious thing, and we need to work hard to keep it. From our passage, we see that in the Ephesian uh, sorry, in our, from our passage we see that some in the Ephesian church had fallen a long way to the extent that they needed to repent and start afresh almost or they faced the risk of falling away completely. I hope that none of us has reached to this level. But if you do feel so distant from Jesus, please let, us, let a trusted Christian brother or sister know or reach out to any of the leadership team of KIC Laboa. We are family, and one of us is, when one of us is in pain, we are all feeling that pain. For many of us, it would just be a lessening of our thirst enthusiasm. Perhaps one answer to this is to take time to dwell on the wonder of God, and His saving grace through Jesus Christ, and the revitalizing power of the Holy Spirit living within us. I like the way our passage ends. Revelations 2 and verse 7. To the one who is victorious, I will give the right to eat from the tree of life, which is in the paradise of God. I am always excited when I read the word paradise in the Bible. Jesus mentioned it to the repentant thief who was on the cross next to him, Luke 23 and 43. And here we have it mentioned again. I know there are theological debates about what paradise is, but in my thinking it is how things were at the end of creation in the Garden of Eden, where everything lived in harmony with everything else, 
and God dwelt in that same place. Maybe we can just spend some time, close your eyes and imagine. Let God excite you. Think of paradise. Paradise. And interestingly enough, our, parish state, our passage states that the tree of life, not the tree of knowledge of good and evil, which Adam and Eve were not allowed to eat from, there were true trees mentioned as being in the centre of the Garden of Eden, is now available to us. I will give the right to eat from the tree of life, which is the paradise of God. Paradise restored. Praise God. Let's pray. Dear Lord, we thank you that your love for us never lessens or weakens. Your love for us in the first instant is the same as it is for us now. Whether we're very close to you or whether we're distant from you, your love is the same from beginning to end. Actually, not just for me, but for the whole of creation. We thank you for that. But Lord, we know that at times we do wander away from you. That first love lessens. Lord, excite us again. Fill us with your Spirit. Enable us to just visualize you in paradise. To be living with you, dwelling with you, excited by you. Lord, this day we just uh, ask that you would renew in us a, a fresh spirit. Lord, excite us once more. Thrill us with your love. Thrill us with your care. Thrill us with all that you have planned for our lives. You are a great God and we thank you for that. In Jesus' name. Amen. I have some questions to ponder. What areas of your Christian life is your first love not as it was? The second one is related. How can we commit to change this situation and let our first love be rekindled? And the third is a study question. I'm not a theologian, and on this point I need some help. Perhaps you can help me. There were two trees in the, in the centre of the Garden of Eden. The tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. In our passage, the reward is to eat from the tree of life. Is this because eternal life has now been assured through Jesus and not through the fruit of a particular tree? Thank you everyone for listening. Have a great day and may God continue to bless you. Amen.